I'm Dylan Kilmer. And I'm John Purdue. And this is Against the Odds MMA Betting Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about UFC 227, Dillashaw versus Garbrandt 2, which is going to be taking place in Staples Center in LA. Um, just to get into this a little bit, we're only going to cover uh, some of the bigger fights on the cards. We're going to keep it away from the undercards generally, unless there's an exciting fight of some up-and-comers that we want to talk about. But just as an introduction, there were a couple fights pulled off this card that we would have liked to talk about. Uh, the first being at light heavyweight, Alexander Gustafsson versus Volkan Ozdemir. That's a fight I really wanted to see. I'm a huge Gus fan, and to see Oz try to bounce back against the tough opponent after losing to DC in the title fight, I think that would have been a, a great fight. Yeah, I think that would have been 100% the number one contender for the light heavyweight division and maybe Cormier's next opponent when he comes back down. Yep, if he comes back down. This is true. Although he did say he does want to defend it, and he said he was going to give it to Shogun if he beat Anthony Smith, but obviously that went derailed. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think it was smart matchmaking, though, to pull Volkan off of Shogun to maybe give him a shot at beating Anthony Smith coming up to the heavyweight light heavyweight division. Yeah, try to give Shogun one last run and one last chance to, to get the UFC gold and in modern era yeah for sure uh the other fight that got pulled off this card that would have been a good one to see at middleweight uh was Derek Brunson versus Antonio Carlos Jr. good fight I like both guys a lot but if I were betting on that fight I probably would have went with Brunson yeah his just superior striking and Carlos Jr.'s jiu-jitsu has been pretty consistent through his run in the UFC but I think he probably would have met his first stoppage I agree there Brunson a pretty solid wrestler great striker it would have been a tough fight. All right, so the three fights we're going to be breaking down today, we're going to start with, in the featherweight division, Henato Moisianato taking on uh, Cub Swanson. Uh, this fight opened at an average of minus 385 in favor of Moicano with the comeback on Swanson at plus 275. Um, currently, the lines are sitting around minus 400 Moicano and plus 300 on Swanson on the comeback. What do you think about this one? I right off the bat, looking at the odds, I think they are crazy odds. I mean, minus four hundred for Moicano and plus three hundred for Swanson. It would be hard not to take Swanson, especially because Swanson has had up and down wins, but they've both lost to Brian Ortega with recent losses, and Cub also has a loss to Frankie Edgar recently. But Moicano, although he's looked good, he hasn't looked insanely convincing to earn the minus 400 favorite over Swanson yeah I think we're both seeing this as completely a dogger pass situation I don't think I would ever lay four to one odds in favor of Moicano against Cub Swanson I just think Cub Swanson's too dangerous he could catch him early and put him out you know he's great on the feet and really uh Swanson's career has kind of been one of he beats pretty much anyone you expect him to beat and then just loses when he hits like the top contenders, whether it's Brian Ortega or the guys who are the champions, the former champs, Frankie Edgar, um, and obviously Max Holloway. He uh, was beat on his way to his, his first title shot. Um, so I also, for this one, I had to go back and watch some of uh, Hanato Moicano's fights because I just honestly hadn't, I couldn't remember all the fights he had had. I and mean, he's recently, his last three fights, he beat Jeremy Stevens in a split decision. Um, it was a relatively boring fight. Moicano kind of backpedaled, ran, and sidestepped, and Stevens just couldn't land any bombs on him. And he did ultimately outstrike him, but it was a split decision. It wasn't really an impressive victory. He kind of just uh, skated by Stevens, and Stevens does tend to be inconsistent. Um, and then 
Yeah, and then he lost to Ortega, although it was an impressive loss. He did outstrike him in that fight, um, but then ultimately was submitted in the third, late in the fight. Uh, and then most recently, he actually put on quite a performance against Calvin Cater and just outstruck him over three rounds and won a unanimous decision. But I just don't see Moicano in this situation as a heavy favorite, like he's sitting on most of the books right now. Absolutely not. Especially if you take a look at the UFC rankings, Cub Swanson is the number five fighter compared to Moicano, that's number 10. So Moicano is definitely going to come out swinging and look to get the victory, try to take Cub Swanson's slot in the rankings, move up closer to that title shot. But in the end, to say Moicano is that much of a favorite, that's going to be tough for me to take the bet. Yeah, I think Cub Swanson in this situation makes a great flat-out bet at plus 300 or even you know throw him in a parlay or something, and you really can get a great line. Um, now, I mean, do, what do I see this fight as? Maybe as a coin flip. Maybe maybe Swanson does go out and kind of return to his normal form and does outstrike Moicano. And then, again, you could see Cub Swanson kind of in his slump as late losing this fight. But it's certainly a dogger pass situation. So I think we both can agree this is definitely our underdog of the night. Absolutely. Yeah, so I would say take Swanson or if you don't like it, pass. Uh, so the next fight we're going to be looking at in the flyweight division for the flyweight title is Demetrius Johnson taking on Henry Cejudo. Uh, average opening line was Johnson minus 453. The comeback on Cejudo at plus 347. Uh, and then the current lines, which are kind of all over the place on the books, I'd say on average about minus 500 for Johnson. The comeback on Cejudo at plus 350. Although I have seen the line as high as minus 600 for Johnson. The comeback at plus 425 for Cejudo. What do you think about this one? Uh, There's not really that much to say about this fight, I feel like. In my opinion, DJ is the best fighter to ever fight inside the octagon, and I think he continues that with, what would it be, 12, 13 straight title defenses against Cejudo. I like Cejudo, good, young, up-and-comer. I just think it's pretty much the same as the first time he fought DJ, just DJ putting on a clinic against him. Yeah, DJ has looked pretty much unstoppable since becoming a flyweight or since that you know the division opened up i mean no one's really came close to his level uh in the first fight sehudo was certainly completely outmatched and was just outstruck and liver kicked game over in the first round uh the only thing i guess you could say for something to exploit for sehudo is we didn't get to see him wrestle against dj in the first fight and as an olympic gold medalist that's quite a pedigree but i mean dj's faced you know all sorts of jujitsu practitioners wrestlers strikers it really doesn't matter what you throw at him his game is kind of next level on everything exactly and Tsuhudo did land an early takedown but dj was able to get his feet on his hips and pop him right off and stand right back up dj is just that good i i don't see anyone beating him unless he decides to move up and wait at 125 pounds i just think he's by far the best yeah, or maybe after this, uh, the next fight on the card, the Bantamweight title fight, both Dillashaw and Garbrandt have spoke about going down to 125 to fight DJ for his super fight. Um, I mean, I think that's really the only threat I could see for him. Uh, I mean, Sehudo does have decent hands, and he's improved. He did have that knockout win over Wilson Hayes, but yeah, I think this is both for both of us just the lock of the night, Demetrius Johnson. Uh, I mean, it is quite a bit of chalk, a lot of chalk to lay at minus 500 to 600 range. I mean, you're only getting, you know, 60 or $50 back on a $100 bet. So it's not, or I'm sorry, it would be less than that. But yeah, it's, it's really, it's really maybe something you put in a parlay or. It's just easy money. If you want to take this fight and you want to bet $150, whatever you want to bet on it, just 
bet you're guaranteed to get my almost guaranteed to get money back off dj again this is mma anything can happen but dj's been nothing but a sure lock at 125 pounds yeah i think these guys fight 10 times i don't think sehudo can win once maybe once maybe once by a lucky knockout but yeah that's really the only thing i could see happening so yeah i think we're both pretty much lock on dj for this one that's our lock of the night um, and then moving to the Bantamweight division for the main event, a uh, title fight between, and it's a rematch between TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt. Dillashaw did open the favorite uh, at about an average of minus 129, the comeback on Cody Garbrandt at plus 101, so basically even money. Um, the current line sitting at about one t- minus 120, the comeback on Garbrandt at minus 110, so basically a pick em fight. What do you think about this one? As an MMA fan, this is an amazing fight a fight that i want to see run back you know garbrandt dropped dillashaw at the end of the first dillashaw may have been saved by the bell dillashaw comes back gets the ko in the second round bad blood between them ever since tj decided to switch camps this is a great fight for an mma fan as far as betting this might be one i stay away from or throw in a parlay it's too close it's even 50 50 this is one of those fights where any literally anything can happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, initially, I had thought that they were rushing Cody Garbrandt when they ran him through. He had that big win over Thomas Almeida, who was the favorite back in that fight. And I think he was undefeated about 21-0 or something. And then he just knocked him out in the first round. Then I thought they gave him a feeder against Takeya Mizugaki because he was on his way out of the UFC. He got a quick knockout there. And then they brought him up against Dominic Cruz, and I thought, you know, too much too soon. He's not going to be able to beat him. And then he just went out and outclassed Cruz for five rounds, which was really quite impressive. Now, how much of that is a testament to Dominic Cruz slowing down with all the injuries he's had compiling? And how much of that was Garbrandt truly is just this good? I think it's kind of a mix. Um, But then, obviously, his next opponent was TJ Dillashaw with the bad blood. And that was really a fight where I saw both guys kind of out of control early. Both of them were kind of winging shots, leaving their chin available. And right at the end of the first round, Garbrandt caught Dillashaw and probably would have won the fight and put him out had there been another minute to the round, 30 seconds even. Yeah, and this is just one of those fights where, and people throw this around, but MMA math, it, it just doesn't apply to this fight. You know, Garbrandt's only losses to Dillashaw. Garbrandt beat Cruz, like you said earlier. Dillashaw lost to Cruz, but if you go back and watch that fight, that's a fight that Cruz won by split decision and really could have gone either way. Yeah, uh, in fact, my opinion on that fight is that Dillashaw won. Um, In my opinion, I think I remember scoring it and I had it like I thought it was three rounds to two in favor of Dillashaw, which one of the judges had. Um, So if you consider that a win for Dillashaw, he'd really be on an eight-fight win streak dating all the way back to 2013 when he lost to Rafael Asuncao. He's since uh, uh, avenged that loss, and really he's kind of just taken on the best of the best. He's beaten Barrao twice. He beat Joe Soto in a title fight, and then he lost to Cruz and then took on the number one contender consecutive times against Asuncao and Lineker, beat them both handily, and then took the title from Garbrandt. So... I mean, in my opinion, I think I would say TJ Dillashaw is a slight favorite, but when you're facing Cody Garbrandt, he can put anybody in his division out. Instantly. First round knockouts galore. Just look at his record. He puts everyone to sleep. I'm looking at the UFC page right now. His knockout and TKO percentage is 82% of his wins. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, 
I mean, I think I maybe see TJ Dillashaw too as the more well-rounded fighter. He's got great jujitsu, which I think Garbrandt lacks, although Garbrandt has great wrestling. Um, he'll definitely mix kicks in, whereas Garbrandt tends to rely mostly on his punches, straight shots down the middle. Um, but I see this as, you know, if both these guys have a more conservative look, who knows, maybe the bad blood will come out. They'll come out the way they did in the first fight. Either guy can get put out. So this might be one to stay away from. This might be one you take the dog, which may, it looks like as the betting money's going to come in, Garbrandt probably will be a slight underdog, probably mostly just due to his loss in the first fight. Um, but yeah, maybe one to stay away from. I think I would say Dillashaw's slight favorite for me, but it's it's too close to call. Yeah, I would definitely, if I had to bet, I would say Dillashaw. I would take Dillashaw. This is a fight where both guys hate each other. Both guys are good wrestlers. Dillashaw with the college wrestling background, Cody Garbrandt. I believe he's a state wrestler in high school. Yeah, he was like all state, all American or something I remember hearing. But these guys just hate each other. I don't see this fight going to the ground at all. They're going to stand and bang and try to put someone out. Yeah, I, I see another finish. I don't see this going five rounds. All right, well, now let's move on to uh, our parlay picks of the night. Who do you got? Uh, my parlay, uh, pretty simple. I'm just going to stay on this card, 227. I have Swanson as the underdog, Demetrius Johnson as the f- heavy favorite, and TJ as the favorite. Okay, yeah. And you got like a plus 300, around a minus 120, and then like a minus 500. So that's going to pay out about 780 on a hundred dollar bet yep i think on one book we just kind of ran up the numbers on uh and then for me my parlay is actually going to be i don't usually do this but i'm going to jump to another card and i'm considering this one a lock i got dj from this card at minus five and then i'm taking valentina shevchenko over nico montano uh in their title fight coming up later i think it's in uh, early september uh and that's at minus 650 so my parlay won't have a huge payout but i think it's two locks and it's an easy money parlay yeah absolutely if you're looking for that easy money that's a great parlay to pick all right i think we'll wrap it up we'll probably be back in a couple weeks i think that's when the next ufc card will be yep and we look forward to helping you guys through the through the mma betting yeah may the odds be in your favor later everyone